Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the NXT 2.0. Oh! Well, Michael Sidgwick, joined by fellow Dudley boy Michael Hamflit to discuss everything that's in store for us on tonight's show. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We preview and review NXT 2.0. Oh! Oh! SmackDown, AEW Dynamite, Rampage pay-per-views. We conduct wrestler interviews. We hold roundtable discussions and host a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. Hamlet, NXT 2.0. Blooms off the rose. Yeah. It's not, it's not off Mandy Rose, is it? She's, no. Yeah. NXT Women's Champion. I'm sure if the bloom had come off her rose, I'm pretty sure it would be filmed. <laughs> I think if the bloom came off her rose, it would be all over one of the male wrestlers, and that would be a storyline going forward. And what's their relationship? It's it's sex, Bruce. It's full sex. Baby yeah. name, isn't she? We can tell it's we can tell it's full sex. There's no subtext to your bollocks. Um, aye, it was not fun last week, was it? Um, Halloween yeah. Havoc felt like a kind of a reckoning for the the 2.0 methodology like methodology if you can even call it that um and now we're on to i don't know serious feuds a big sunday show that they've got to try and build to in december it doesn't look like the show or the roster that is capable of such things and yet now they're going to have to try and fake it until they make it yeah i mean jesus christ last last week's episode was just so bad the novelty of schadenfreude has since worn out almost completely. This is failing to make an impression on anyone discourse-wise, ratings-wise. Uh, yeah, I mean, the show sucks, and I'm pretty sure this edition is going to suck too. Looking at the lineup, a match that we, all, we realistically should be a little bit hyped for, considering how much work was involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to the 2.0 reboot um considering the talent involved um is dakota kai versus raquel gonzalez but given the direction of the show itself and the direction of one or possibly both characters um amid the 2.0 reboot means that i can't really anticipate it earnestly with any sense of real enthusiasm it is dakota kai versus raquel gonzalez dakota kai is now playing the role of a joker She's mm-hmm. laughing maniacally. She's tilting her head at a like 30 degree angle as if to convey the fact that she's not thinking in a straight line. <laughs> you know I mean? Like she's not thinking straight. Therefore her brain must be tilted 
physically in a different direction as if to convey this. She's uh, playing the role of someone who's a little bit unhinged. Why is she so violent? Conflicted about inflicting pain on some, but not others. It's all incredibly amdram. It's so beneath a pure babyface performer like Dakota Kai. Raquel Gonzalez, meanwhile, has suffered slightly less in that she simply has a motorbike to make her more interesting Mm -hmm. in the minds of management. So I'm expecting some kind of non-finish or a heel finish, whether that's a DQ, an intentional count out or whatever, given that violence and tables seem to be the direction of this Dakota Kai um, character. The rivalry itself probably deserves some kind of plunder um, informed blow off. Are you expecting something that is worthy of their feud and their talents or are you expecting some projected imposed acting onto them? It's a pretend match to build a match. I think this is Dakota Kai. Um, in this, it's relatively new, I suppose. We've seen it for a few weeks now, but she's already turned heel on Raquel Gonzalez. So I don't know. She's not um, fresh in this role at this point. We've had the actual title match back when these two were in the NXT that we closely associate them with. Um, Dakota Kai doesn't play this Joker role particularly well, nor should she have to, being honest. It's not something that. Um, Probably would have happened had it not been imposed upon her by the soft play centre-like state of NXT 2.0. Similarly, Raquel Gonzalez and her bike has been inserted so gracelessly that the character almost feels like accidentally comedic as a result. So you've got her coming in that starts to feel a little bit like a 2.0 punchline. You've got Dakota Kai as this sudden, as you say, staring at hands, I don't think you know what you're dealing with, Raquel. Like she wasn't, she wasn't that person. Raquel, <laughs> it used to be. You know exactly who you're dealing with, Raquel. We used to be best friends. Like not anymore. It's uh, she's apparently completely changed her personality over the past. You're not your hero. Like you live long enough to become a villain. <laughs> Can't, do... <laughs> Can't do accents. I'm not afraid of you, the better men. Um, and I think this, I think this will be a match to build a match. But I have got the match that this will build to that I think will make this fun. I think they're going to, it's going to be thrown out tonight and it's going to be two, three minutes long in keeping with most matches on NXT 2.0. And then there's going to be a pull apart and the pull apart is not going to be anywhere as convincing as uh, the Kingston CM Punk's, but there's going to be a pull apart um, to keep these two separate. And the only way that this can be, this fight didn't start in NXT 2.0. It started in the streets. That's not in South Africa. That's not New Zealand. Sorry, sorry, I can't do accents. Um, yes. It's going to end in the car park in one of those. What do they call them? Where the bike is it like c- circle of circle of pain with the dead man? Like the where they put the bike lights on and nothing else, and they have a Black fight. Shamrock. Aye, the ring. What's it called? You know what I'm on about, don't you? Like cars and motorbikes that light up the. Didn't um, I? I'm pretty sure whatever the title of the. Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, match it in your house, had it as well. Like, did it was it Iron Circle? Steve Blackman and Ken Shamrock. Two seconds. Anyway. Iron Circle. Try that one. Iron Circle match? Yeah. 
Iron Circle match with uh, Dakota Kai and all her motorbike friends. How it, I was thinking there, Dakota, Ka, uh, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai feels like part of that should rhyme with motorbike, and none of it does. The de, motor bike, no, it doesn't work. But yeah, anyway, Raquel Gonzalez got a bike, so they're going to yep. fight in an iron. The motorbike, that'll do. They're going to fight in an iron circle match at. Uh, war games and this is going to be designed to be it can't be contained in the 2.0 dome they're enjoying the cameos from yesteryear with the Pe- todd pettengills on speed dial mm-hmm. ted dbrc you know he's got the call these guys still won't work get disciples of apocalypse involved yes and get taker he always loves a payday doesn't he he, he shares, gives- shares political alignment with the paris brothers yes <laughs> <laughs> so they can be in the iron circle they can rev the bikes up and they can be like the, the cage a titan bikes yes they love the, love the titan bikes isn't they no, it's nice turned heel on AEW because they haven't called them for like the town circle mm-hmm. um, yeah the town hall meeting stuff for a while and he started to realise hang on if they don't give me a call <laughs> And I was too much of a lazy bastard to keep my job with WWE. What's the next source of income for me? Anti AEW grift. So he's I was, I was watching a Nitro. Oh yeah, I was I was watching a Nitro recently where he was with um, it was NWO stuff and he was with uh, Elizabeth and yeah yeah Bischoff's always got that like, keys in a ball vibe anyway, hasn't he? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. It's just the way he sort of stands with the women he chooses to script himself with. Sleazy. And, um, sleazy. And uh, he's got, like, he hasn't got, I'm sure she chose these herself. But Elizabeth is in, like, denim, I suppose it'd be called mom jeans now. Denim mom jeans and, like, leather, black leather chaps, straight out of Sturgis. And I was like, that's, that's fucking Miss Elizabeth. Show some goddamn respect. And she's like, no, she's my girlfriend. She likes bag stuff. I like real women, and real women like bikes. Anyone that's never um, seen it, go and watch, go on the network or Peacock and watch uh, NWO Sold Out. It's a really strange show. The NWO arrive on a bin lorry <laughs> in the building, and then later on in the show, Eric Bischoff judges Miss NWO by necking on with a bunch of all the women that are sat on motorbikes. Like, ah, I love being me, WCW. My wife lets me kiss these women. How would it take a, 11 months subsequent to that for the whole week thing to fall off? Sold out was rock. Oh, I was rank. It was really bad. Almost as bad as NXT 2.0, which also <laughs> tonight features. And they're going to be complete dicks again and put like Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunn versus like Danny Birch and so I'm going to three-way to say, oh, these marks want wrestling, so let's give these 15 minutes. And they're going to expect me to take it seriously after Cameron Grimes and Duke Hudson have a live poker showdown. <laughs> oh, God, it's like, really... feels claggy, this, doesn't it? Well, the thing is, and I'm not just the kind of person, you know this, Hamlet, who would advocate for some professional wrestling matches on my professional wrestling board. <laughs> I like the range, right? I like the yeah. promos. I like the angles. I'm very specific and pedantic about my tastes, about how um, promo segments should go. But I like the range, but all of it, when it's not in a pandemic and you need a little bit of levity, all of it should take place in the sphere of the professional wrestling environment. The reason why 
I'm not looking forward to the live poker showdown and I will not be able to effectively preview the live poker showdown. And I don't know what to say about it when it happens. Is it because it's poker? Mm. I don't know the rules of poker. And I watch wrestling for wrestling. The full break, the full breadth of it, mind you, but wrestling. I've been around like my mates' houses. Like the poker boom was massive mm-hmm. when I was like leaving sixth form and going into uni. I was just gonna say second year of sixth form, we used to skip lessons and play poker in the canteen. Yeah, it was massive. It was yeah. monumental. Yeah. Like um, it's just getting on telly. It was just like a big buzzy thing when these things used to happen before the culture everywhere just got totally fractured. But poker was big. So like, I used to go around my mates' houses. Um, some were in it, but some weren't. And I said, right, okay, it's poker time. Who's going to shuffle or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> that, was proper, that was a real uh, joke, AC. Have I used the right word? Energy. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Let's do a shuffle. Yeah, Who's going to be the dealist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, like, I'm a slow learner. When I pick something up, right, I'll just do it. But like, I'm not very good at absorbing information and remembering it for the first time. Bit of uh, inside baseball in the what culture <laughs> is. Andy Murray, to, oh, God damn it, to his quiet but very well-contained despair, has just mm. tried to teach me how to work Pixlr. Yes. And I've asked him to say, I did the cardinal saying of like, right, it's fine to ask how to do it again once more. Mm-hmm. Because not everyone gets it first time. Oh, can you show us that one again? I didn't quite catch it the first time. I'm sorry. I, you told you told us how to do a few different things at once, and uh, it's when you have to ask for a third time how to do it. There's yeah. no excuse. Like the, the teacher's gonna get a little pissed off with the student. But Murray was very um very patient with me. It's been a long time. It's in since. Probably, and we're both from administration backgrounds before we found oh, ourselves it's, here. It's, the worst. it's been a long time since I've seen that in the flesh. And it was because it was you guys, and there's such a comfort level between all of us. It was funny to watch, but I did briefly have flashbacks to when, like, I was that person in a new job in admin specifically, and you get given some poor caretaker for the day. And eventually you pay this forward and you become the caretaker for a new starter. But you are at the, like, you have to measure the right time to ask because you've already forgotten the instruction they gave you, or you think you pressed the wrong button and you've broken the whole system and things like that. It's, oh God, it gave me some strange, stressful flashbacks. Indeed. I had that exact same pan of something I've not felt in, what, five years since I've been at Culture now? I was like, oh God, they think you're an idiot and you're wasting their time and you're getting it wrong and you've broken everything. This gives me flashbacks to when my friends tried to tell me how to freaking play poker. <laughs> I got it wrong, and I kept asking questions, and I kept disrupting the flow, and I swore, sworn off, I was sworn off uh, poker forever mm. for that night. I was like, I don't like it that much. I like playing yeah. Switch. Switch is a good card. Yeah, yeah. Oh, poker is a pretty intricate game. Obviously, there are levels to how good you are, hence why it's a competitive card game. And I couldn't even find the bloody first level. So they're going to have to do this to the viewing audience, aren't they? Unless mm-hmm. they just start playing cards and then Duke Bloody Adson beats them up. Yep. It's, I'm it's not going to learn how to play poker at like quarter past five. <laughs> no. Cameron Grimes is going to continue to beat Duke Hudson fairly over, let's say, two hands, maybe three. Duke Hudson What's will. A hand? Hmm? What's a hand? 
like a, a, an individual game, like they've put the chips in, somebody has won a hand and you, you play the next hand. Like imagine it like uh, imagine it like me and you are gonna um, like flip a coin and that one you call it that's one hand. Imagine that they're gonna have like two or three of those. They're gonna play out in relatively short order. Like um, a frame. Yeah, like a frame. Like a frame. Used to one at pool earlier today. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! You would bring it up. What's the score overall? You're in the room where the board is. It is Hamlet thirty-three, Sidgwick twenty. That's actually pretty close. That, that, that's less braggy than I hoped it would sound. Um, Relatively close, considering what <laughs> previous years. 2020 was my best year. I think they're going <laughs> to isolate that. 2020 was my best year. Stop playing. Um, I, I think Duke Hudson puts Cameron Grimes through the green-felted poker table tonight. And yet, and it's something else that is added to war games um, that I'm not particularly interested in watching, truth be told. It's not a hot match. Cameron Grimes is in a really funny spot because you had a feeling before 2.0 was birthed, you kind of felt that he was following the usual patterns of NXT, that he was en route to becoming an NXT champion maybe within the next 12 months. Now it's really hard to gauge because he both fits this show and he doesn't. He certainly doesn't feel as out of place as your Champers and your Garganos and your Kyle O'Reilly's, but he also doesn't feel as part of the world as a Duke Hudson or a Bron Breaker. So I can't quite work out, like him, Cameron Grimes and LA Knight are the two that I can't quite work out the trajectories of at present. But I see this ending in Cameron Grimes being laid out cards. Duke Hudson's going to reveal six aces up his sleeve, something like that. Cards are going to fly everywhere. Cameron Grimes is going through the green table and then they're going to have a match at the at the pip. What the frig is it? Walk at the... Uh, the Sunday 2.0 show. That's what it is. It's not like it's not special. Ah, oh, Christ. Well, cool. I'm on the subject of cool. This <laughs> is cool. Uh, the only other announced match that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I went on Twitter and I went on the dot com. Um, if I've missed anything, uh, you won't let us know because I can only imagine a few people listen to this. Odyssey Jones and Jacker Time will take on Diamond Mine, which I presume will be Roderick Strong and the Creed Brothers. Yeah, brothers. Um, who's going to win? Oh, Odyssey Jones and Jacket Time are going to win, right? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be 
big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. So Jacket Time lost their debut match as a team last week. Yeah, against the Creed brothers in a match that was only theoretically designed for Jacket Time to both look good in order to stake a claim to Roderick Strong's cruiserweight title because the man Roderick Strong is feuding with literally cannot compete for it. Correct? So yes. then, they, then, then they lost. So <laughs> they've got Odyssey Jones now, the guy who was feuding with Roderick Strong but cannot compete for his title. So Odyssey Jones will defeat and pin... Roderick Strong, because they are wanting to protect the Creed brothers, which is why they won last week. Not a champion. Nobody gets over. Um, Odyssey Jones will win, and he will say, I'm going to take you down, Roderick Strong. And then Malcolm Bivens is going to be like, well, you're not exactly going to do it for the title, big lad, are you? And he's going to be like, no, it's not about titles. It's about, you know, staking a claim and taking an opportunity. Split. (laughs) Is this the Odyssey Jones predictor? (laughs) (laughs) He's going to win. He's going to pin Roderick Strong, and the questions are going to be asked: Is that can Roderick Strong beat Odyssey Jones one on one? I might, my memory might be going on Anderson in nineteen ninety nine. I might have the old Alzheimer's. I feel like Roderick Strong might have already beat Odyssey Jones, and I'm forgetting about it. I think they might have already had a match. I can't remember. Had a match. They've had two. They've had a match on two or five live, which was shockingly great. Then mm. they had the follow up on NXT, which proved that it was just Roderick Strong entering a probably the best performance of his career. They couldn't replicate yeah. the magic. That's don't it. Why, I don't know why any of this is happening in terms of why. I'll I tell you why. It, who can practically win given the prize that Roderick Strong holds? Well, what we have left to do is, and that's where I assume this will go. So I do believe the babyfaces will win, but rather than it parlaying into a cruiserweight title sitch because there's no, you've buried the two that could go for it and the one that wins can't fight for it. We are on the hunt for a baby face to join Odyssey Jones and Jacket Time for War Games. And I think that's I think that's where they're headed. I, th- I think I would quite like um, a female. I would like them to do uh, three men, one woman, single War Games match and do it that way with Diamond Mine. I don't think they will, but uh, that's that's the War Games. I would. Looking at this, it's obviously... There's no agenda because they won't do it. They be- won't do it. Like, toxic, toxic Attraction seems set up for a, at least a three-on-three Possibly a three on three on three war games actually like that one a few years back, but yeah. I could I could see this morphing into the 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 bones of a war games match. And to be fair, like for all that the bookings slapdash and everything's fifty fifty, at least these are kind of war factions, so it doesn't feel completely contrived. Yeah, it doesn't feel completely contrived, and it takes away the really illogical dynamic of. Odyssey Jones having a feud with the Cruiserweight champion, which just makes yeah. absolutely less than zero sense. Um, 
Well, I did have War Games announcements question mark, but we've kind of covered that. So let's just get to the freaking games, okay? Yes, please. Let's get to the goddamn games, huh? The first yeah. game, the best game. I sound like Trump more than I sound like. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Tony D'Angelo Predictor. Yeah? Yeah? So Tony what, D'Angelo. What's he going to do? What's he going to say? Yeah? Guys in action tonight. Guys in action against a fellow killer. Well, Is he? Allegedly, allegedly against Dexter Loomis. Remember, he gave him the... He gave oh, him the... Oh, I forgot about it! <laughs> you forgot about it! That is almost like we set that up, but I don't think we did. No, but, we did not, it's not my notes. <laughs> so, so it's okay that you forgot about it because uh, the state of these gimmicks, man. I think, because what at this point has Dexter got left that ties him to his past life as a people murderer? <laughs> I think... Tony D'Angelo is going to beat Dexter Lumis. And then he's going to look at Dexter and be like, this guy's a little swaft. He ain't the guy that he used to be. I'm going to take the only thing this guy had that connected him to the past like mine. He's going to take his gloves as a trophy. You know, Gargano likes the black gloves. He's going to take his gloves. He's going to slide them in his pocket. You ain't seen nothing. And then what are those gloves going to allow him to get away with? Find out in next week's Predictor. (laughs) Moida. He's literally getting away with Moira. It's not even implied. <laughs> well, I totally forgot about that, so it's uh, screwed up my uh, predictor. But uh, well, what is it anyway? Let's have it anyway. In addition, to, it's the worst one I've done yet. I'm so tired today. In addition to uh, having a feud with Dexter, goddamn Loomis, Dexter Gaylord Loomis as was. He's uh, <laughs> also having a bit of a conflict with Pete Dunne. The body <laughs> next day, which is how he kind of says it, which is quite funny. Right? That's good. So the idea, right, is that Tony D'Angelo, it's like, it's so hard. This podcast is, <laughs> I can't take any of the show seriously, right? But I don't think I meant to take Tony D'Angelo that seriously. He's a little no. like, is, is he a bit like jittery? Is he supposed to be? Huh? Huh? Is it, yeah, he's supposed to be not that intimidating a mob boss. A bit of a figure mm-hmm. of... Yeah. Because yeah. there's been moments where he's been a bit like, uh, you know, he's off, he's off. And he's like, he's picking fights with like people, like women, basically. More <laughs> like Lash, Legend, etc. So I think in the post-match here, um, Pete Dunne is going to try and beat him up on the ramp. And... Uh, He's going to intimidate him with, like, a shrug and, like, mm. Tony D'Angelo is going to, like, cower. Then backstage with one of the robots who interview them, he's going to say, like, have you got any response to Pete Dunne's um, challenge from earlier in the night? And um, I'll, I'll level with you, Tom Flirt. I, uh, before every NXT 2.0 preview, I just Google list of mafia terms <laughs> <laughs> to try and win the prediction. And... Um, According to that particular Wikipedia page, a pass means reprieve from getting whacked, right? Okay. So because Tony D'Angelo's meant to be kind of a jittery, like he's not Phil Leotardo, is he? He's like a little bit more light relief and whatever. Well, other than than the fact that he's big in New York now. Yes. (laughs) So I think he's going to say, well, you know what? Beat on the schmuck. But I'll give him a pass. Because I think the idea is Tony D'Angelo's running a little bit scared. Okay. But I think 
this is all informed by the fact that we just find the idea of a caricature character like inherently amusing. Maybe he is yes. meant to be Tony Soprano a badass. So who the <laughs> hell knows? I don't know anything about this show. I, I do love the feud with Pete Dunne. I love that they're like, I, again, I like, it's a bit like Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner in the really forced, awkward interactions between characters that do not belong together on screen yes. at all. Like Pete Dunne, like when you say like Tony D'Angelo thinks Pete Dunne's a schmuck. It's like, uh, oh yeah, somebody had to remind me about your uh, classic feud with Tyler Bate because I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just so right for, remind me about your career. <laughs> and it's looks about. looks to me like it's sleeping with the fishes in the River Trent or the River Seven. Take your pick. <laughs> you know? Imagine Walter in this NXT two point. <laughs> like imagine. Uh, Imperium are bad enough. I know, look on his face when he walks into this absolute. Oh, big guy, choppy jalopy. Hey, <laughs> choppy jalopy, son of a bitch. You think you know what's going on? Sorry, we just, we just, we just called Walter Choppy Jalopy, and it's the greatest nickname he's ever had. I mean, I'm not being funny, but that will probably be less, um, more flattering to him than what he ever gets called on the main roster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one more game before we wrap up, and it's the yes. Zeitgeist Heist. Yes. Just a bit I, context, um, any new listeners that have so <laughs> happened, what happens on NXT 2.0 and a very grabby bid to connect with the youth, which this show somehow <laughs> paid for by old men. They shoehorn in a popular culture reference and or trending topic to make the people, the cast and the broadcast team of 2.0 feel like they know what the going on uh, so what do you think is going to be on the zeitgeist heist <laughs> right i've cheated this week and i'm always terrible at these games and i saw something online the other day and i thought monday is this still going to be trending by uh yeah, sorry sunday and i thought is this still going to be trending by tuesday and it's like i've got to take this anyway because it's just too perfect you know how cm punk said that vince mcmahon was a millionaire who should be a billionaire yes elon musk is a billionaire who should be dirt poor and skinned. Right? Yes. As evidenced by his rancid Twitter partner, which perfectly, and I mean perfectly, applies itself to 2.0 this week. When he tweeted, uh, early hours of Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday morning. I just I love this so much. This applies to two of our biggest... Um, the two of the things we've noticed the most about the recent themes going on in NXT 2.0. He tweeted, due to inflation, 420 has gone up by 69. So that is, <laughs> that is so drill, right? But of course, what are we referencing there? 420, our boys in MSK, the old, uh, the old Doobie Brothers. What are the names? Uh, is, it, is, it, is it Wesley and Nash Carter or is it Benson and Hendricks? I forget what the names are. But they, uh, they're smoking some uh, disco tabs. I know all the terminology. I, uh, I went to the University of Sunderland. And uh, 69, Cedric, I don't know if you knew this. It's, uh, it's, it's a shagging thing. And on NXT 2.0, they all love six. So this week... They're all hard and they're all wet. So my prediction... Is, is Vic Joseph is just going to screen this tweet on air? Hey, wait! Due to inflation, 420 has gone up by 69! There you go. 
<laughs> oh, Mike's not nowhere near as funny as that. I today did what the intern who's asked to find out what's hitting with the youth does and just found the trending tab on Twitter. And uh, apparently a thread got really popular where a real-life bus driver uh, deconstructed this, like, bus chase heist scene in some lame Marvel movie or other called Shang-Chi and uh, the so- legends or swords or something like that. Something like that. Hmm. And uh, so the whole idea is there's this absolutely ridiculous bus chase or action scene that's set on a bus. And a real-life bus driver in a Twitter thread went like frame by frame and apparently produced an amusing thread saying that this couldn't happen for X, Y, and Z reason, right? Yeah. So, why Barrett <laughs> is going to say something to, you know, he plays the heel and he favors the heels and he thinks the baby phases are stupid. I think during the live poker showdown, mm-hmm. Cameron Grimes is going to start winning and Wade Barrett is going to be a little bit suspicious of how <laughs> fairly is he's playing the game. Okay. Yeah. So Wade Barrett <clears throat> is going to say, Cameron Grimes has just won that hand. <laughs> he's not. <from> <laughs> he's not Selena Vega. Carol Grimes just won that hand. Vic, I find that harder to believe than a Shanghai bus ride. <laughs> it's funny because yeah. it's true. Yeah, I like it. What what film was it from? Can you remember the film that he was deconstruct the scene that he was deconstructing? Shang Shang Chai in the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh. I just because that sounds quite global, and I just think Wade could close it with a song, couldn't he? Making movies, making fun, and fighting around the world. I think I've seen Adam Cole lowering the boom <laughs> around the other side. Um, well, I think that's I think that's that. <laughs> do you know what we've not even covered? This is not in your bullets. I do apologize. That's fine. What's going to happen with Boa? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, he's demonically possessed. I've I never read about this on the news because it's fake. <laughs> like he's tall. He's doing supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. On Reddit Square Circle in the next four months, I'm going to read a thread about how Bo is the next Undertaker. <laughs> it's going to like it might be the end there that'll be the end if i ever see that and it's not it's bloody squared circle so it's not that much of a reach like, that, that'll be it for me like that'll be it for me um if he can invoke some kind of supernatural entity or mystical power that he can absorb and use to kick a lot of ass he should be next in line for Tom, Tommy Chomper's title. Who who was the last next Undertaker? Uh, Alistair Black. And who was the one before that, the real one? You know, the one that they've been saying well, for years. Ago. Yeah. Boa Dallas. Boa Dallas. 
the, the third Wyndham, the, the first member of the cult of Wyndham. That's what the power was. Wyndham's coming back and Bo was the first member of the cult. He's going to get Boa, he's going to get Bo, then he's just going to get somebody called B. And it's like the, the, the three Bs or something, <laughs> I don't know. And the three Bs and they're all going to buzz and the buzzing is going to lead to the cult of Wyndham. It's the honestness. I be this song. Um, and they're gonna like, and they're gonna tease someone else that was gonna be feuding with the Undertaker. You know, you want to be careful that the bees don't <laughs> sting. <laughs> Follow the buzzes. And you get one of these like photoshopped match graphics, and it's like. A fatal four away, and it's the Undertaker <laughs> versus the Fiend. Versus Bo Dallas versus Boa. <laughs> all of them. All, all the guys. And uh, and Mia Yim is Sister Abigail. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, Liv Morgan, I don't know. Whoever they were jacking it to that week. Fuck knows. Oh, there's no else to say about this show. I don't think the worst thing is, man, there is nothing else to say about this company. I am having an existential crisis. I haven't made a good WWE joke in about several months. Okay. I, I used to get by on like, oh, I can take the piss out of this quite effectively. I can't. It's impervious. Mm. It's NXT. I, yeah, I, I think it's time for new characters. As ludicrous as that is, I think this show functions best as an entertainment vehicle when we get new characters. I think every character should have around a six to eight week life cycle. Seriously, like that was the best thing about it. Mm. Why not just do that? Yeah. Would you do that, dear listener? Let us know on Twitter at <coughs> WWE. Whilst you're there, you can follow Michael Hamflip. You might as well because we know you're not watching and you're only just listening to us instead at Michael Hamflip. And follow me at M. Sidgwick. Again, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes or Spotify where we will review. Um, NXT 2.0 tomorrow to see if the Tony Angelo predictor and the Zeitgeist heist come true. Of course, we would like to welcome your guesses for the Zeitgeist heist and the Tony, Tony the Angelo goddamn predictor. Eh? Um, which again, you can let us know at what culture WWE. Again, subscribe. But until then, until tomorrow, where we review this trash, we'll see you soon. See you soon. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.